Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode three of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing? Doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. Just want to do a quick apology to producer Mark because I was watching at my waveform and I realized that my knuckle cracks... That I was doing while you were doing the intro were showing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the audio. So, to, sorry for that, Mark. You'll have to edit those out or leave them in. I, I think it's maybe fine. I know it grosses some people out, but I'm not one of them. Right on. Well, you know what doesn't gross people out, Dave, usually, probably, is... Gosh, man, I really hope not. Is episode three of Denji Senta Mega Ranger. It is called, For Real? A Huge Nezere Beast. Uh, but before we get into that, I appreciate that level of like, uh, incredulity, like from the, like, really? Wow. I I like that the people who write these up are able to manufacture that same incredulity every year. Cause Mm -hmm. like, obviously as a, as a spectator, we know that Nezere beast is getting big. We know it's getting huge, but of course our, our heroes don't know uh, You know, maybe it's, it's from the perspective of the Rangers themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, and speaking of their perspective, Dave, we're going to get a lot of it today. Today's episode, as previously mentioned, I talked about this last week. This week's episode rules. Yeah, it's a real, real good episode. Dude, I'm really strongly starting to think that maybe Mega Ranger Super rules. I mean... I know we're in the early... Listen, we're in the early run, and the early run is almost always very strong. Yeah, but this has been especially strong. Okay, we will get into that, Dave. But before we do, of course, first, in our officially award-winning opening segment, Dave, as always, there are, in in the heavens, there are shining five stars. Are you sure we should get the award for that? Dave, listen, they gave us the award last week. They can't take it away now. Well, I guess. You just did a very, very bad job, though, is the problem. it's episode three. Some people are new to the show this season. Don't tell them that I'm doing a bad job. Pretend, you just want to kind of set the bar low. Just pretend and then... that everything's going great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dave, what's the, what's, what's the first star of the week? So, man, our first star of the week is, uh, as we've been doing it, it's an isolation update. Isolation update. Okay, Dave, what what is your what is your isolation update? Well, here's my isolation update, man. Um I think I had mentioned that we had had some symptoms. Um thankfully they were very mild, but you know, we did have some symptoms. Beth actually went and got tested. The test yeah. did come back negative, but there's like a very high uh false negative rate on those tests. Yeah, I think we talked and about so, this on episode one of the Spy Yeah, Hulk we Ranger. may have. So a physician friend said, like, listen, obviously I'm not telling you anything official, but I would act as though you you have it. You sure. know what I mean? And so we have been on super duper isolation, um, you know, out of respect and concern for everybody around us. Um, we haven't been seeing anybody. But earlier this week, uh, or a few days ago, Beth was three days with no fever and no symptoms. And everybody else had been for a while, but Beth was had this had, had, had the strongest symptoms. Right. And so um, we were three days without any fever, any symptoms. And so that is the kind of guideline that, like, you are past it and also are not uh, going to be infecting other people. Right. And so we – obviously, we haven't been, like, throwing parties or anything, but we did, like, one person very cautiously, like, went to the grocery store and did some very efficient shopping. And uh, that was very – like, very, very fun. That was very fun and exciting. <laughs> Even with, like, a mask on and you're, like, going and, like, you're getting everything. And, like, um, it, it was still a very weird shopping trip, but it was nice to get out of the house. And I've been taking the kids for a little drive around town to, like, wave to the things that they like to go to. Like, oh, wave to the park. Like, there it is. 
and it seems weird, like it would be teasing them, but it's not. It's actually helping them a lot. It's nice to, to know, like, like let them oh. know that the park hasn't disappeared. Yeah, precisely. Like the park is still there, and someday, like the doors will be open again, and we'll go to the park and and all the other things that they like to do. Sure, like listen, so they're, kind of... they're not like super little kids. Like they they've had object permanence for a while, but like you are definitely putting that to the test in these circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, we're in like week uh, five. I want to say, uh, yeah. Well, today today as we record this is Monday, uh, which is the first day of my fifth week of working from home so that's 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 where i am i uh i went on a little drive earlier this week dave i i got in my car and i pulled it forward about six feet so it could be in a different parking spot parked on the street right in front of my car so i didn't ruin my tires by having my car sit there unattended for more than a week at a time Nice, nice, that's, nice, nice. That's, like, that's like really... a that's like a fun thing I work into my calendar. Yeah, dude, man, Jay, man about town. Dude, the, I mean, listen, the man about town project has obviously contracted a bit as of late. Well, yeah, man, in a socially responsible way. Sure, sure, one hundred percent. I'm trying to think what I've been up to for this isolation update. Uh, as you spoiled last week, I did buy myself a banjo, and it has now arrived. Yeah, sorry. Well, you did. You uh, to be in my defense, you did post a picture of it on uh, Facebook, or I'm sorry, Twitter, I believe. No, only Facebook, Dave. Only Facebook. Had not posted on Twitter yet. Was waiting. Really? Was waiting until this week. Okay. Well, it, also in my defense, you basically never post anything on Facebook. That's true. So. That is. This is like my one Facebook post per year. Uh. Anyway, I got a. I got a banjo. I still don't know how to play it, but I've been trying to play it. And as it turns out, if you sort of wedge a, a roll of socks behind this sort of bar that holds the thing together in the back, and I and I got like another thing that's called a banjo mute, that's basically like a like a brass clothespin that you put over the bridge. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it quiets it down quite a bit, so I am I am no longer as concerned that my neighbors are going to like go. Murder you in the night. Yeah, or in the day, That's... or, you know, whatever. Listen, we're all here all really, the time, whatever. so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the timeline has sort of fallen apart. Uh, <laughs> they could murder me whenever, but I, 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 at this point, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, so I've been trying to work that into my days. Uh, let's see. I made I made a batch of red beans and rice that was better than the previous batch of red beans and rice that I've made. Other than that... Hey, man. A, you know, progress. That's progress. huge. That's great. Uh, I what I what I really need to do, Dave, was I really need to start making. Have I already talked about this again? The timeline is breaking down. What I really need to do is start making a it's running okay, Matt. List so is everything else of all of the things that I've been like adding to my apartment while I've been stuck here. To, and, and I feel like that, like, you know, and I, we definitely have talked about this. Because I've talked about, like, you know, I got the tortilla press and uh, the, the espresso machine. Tortilla press, banjo, es- espresso machine? Oh, that was, like, day two. Day two, I got the oh, espresso machine. Oh, dude, I didn't machine. even know about the espresso machine. It's not a nice one. It was, like, a $30 espresso machine. It is enough <laughs> to make an espresso and steam some milk. And, you know, I, I listen, I, I'm not going to say that I can make a great cup of coffee, but I can steam milk pretty well. That's the one thing I, I took away from my time working at Starbucks. Man, did you get a burr grinder? Or are you still using pre-ground coffee like a savage? Uh, Dave, I, I got some pre-ground Cafe Bustella uh, uh, espresso roast, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Because I figured I can either buy some pre-ground stuff or I could spend money on a, a grinder. And Dave, I needed that money to spend on... A new spatula. On banjos and tortilla presses, yeah. <laughs> new spatula. I got a little, like, silicon handle thing to put over the handle for my cast iron skillet. Hmm, jazzy. Oh, yeah, you know. Well, you know, now I'm making myself a little fried egg sandwich every morning, so I need to be able to pick up that skillet. <laughs> anyway, that's my isolation update. Dave, what is our second star of the week? So our, step, uh, our second star of the week is a game. The game is called um, Wizard Thurgist Fatalist. Okay. Or it is it's abbreviated WTF. And oh, not now this now what you've written down makes sense. Yes, yes, is yes. Oh yeah. So the note is WTF is WTF, and which I felt okay about. 
It's not great humor, but it's readily accessible, which I think is an important feature. Anyways, Wisher Thurgis Fatalist is by a game writer named um, Jenna Marone, and she has worked on uh, a number of really well-regarded games. Um, she's worked on Exalted. She did like a lot of work on some of the more like obscure and obtuse parts of Exalted. And, oh, so, um, so whatever she's been doing is right up your alley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, I'm very into this game. So Wisher, uh, Wisher Thurgis Fatalist is a game I think that you might get if you had a uh, doctorate in computer science, which she does, and you looked at Mage the Ascension and you said to yourself, like, this game is, like, boringly straightforward, then you okay. might come up you might come up with Wisher Thurgis Fatalist. Um here's one of my favorite bits in in the game. Uh it's talking about the cast of characters and it's sort of so there's three player or character types and they're the Wisher, the Thurgist, and the Fatalist. Makes sense. And then it says um the other cast of characters. Part of it is your character. You will control one of the protagonists of this story. Blah blah blah. Cast of players interesting cast of players you we will not explain who you are at length you should already know who you are if you are an object or philosophical zombie you should avoid playing this game if at all possible the other players the other players make note of the other people nearby who appear to be playing this game these are the other players they are cheap labor their desires and choices are chaotic input into your story They are those who will provide ideas you would not have had. They are those who will stand beside you, shouldering the work of the story. From them, you will distill the warm glow of shared experience. Recognize that the other players lack your own enlightenment regarding this game. They will never see everything in it that you see, but rather babble aimlessly (laughs) regarding their own distinct visions. Serve as an attentive witness to these visions, but but do not expect them to match your own. And just like the whole game is like that. Um... You have, like, each type of character has a power that they're associated with. So wishers have the power of harmony, and they can, like, tell you how you should think about things. Okay. Um, and then thurgists, but, like, it doesn't change anything. It just changes how you think about something. And then thurgists, or, um, yeah, thurgists have the power of insight, which is sort of like awakened magic from mage. Like, it can change things. Um, and then uh, fatalists have the power of knowledge, which is they know things and like, so they can know stuff that maybe like they didn't know before. Like you make a role, like you can okay. say something, you can say like, I think I know this thing to be true. And then you make a role to determine whether or not you know it to be true. So you're sort of creating reality, but you can't contradict something that's already been known. It's very strange. Um, Me talking about it is, I think, by the game's own admission, only, like, marginally valuable to you. Like, you kind of have to read it yourself. Uh, We have a side thread going with my buddy James, our buddy James. And uh, there's some flowcharts for figuring out how to do things. And uh, James's latest email just says, the flowcharts are beginning to possibly make actual for real sense. And I feel like that's a bad sign. Um, James and I did briefly discuss the idea of this being a Mage the Ascension style primer, but like in real life. So who knows? Um, It's wild. I'm excited to play it at some point in my life. Uh, you can have it for free. Like, it's just, like, she didn't, she's not making any money from publishing it. You could just... Man, I I tell you, I feel as though the things that you are saying sound like the sort of, like, mad ramblings that I ought to be saying after five weeks of isolation. Yeah, no, I'm actually feeling very grounded. It's an interesting game. Um, (laughs) I'm working on, like, my own edited version of the text because I think everybody has to make their own like you sort of have to gener- generate your own tools for understanding what this game how it wants you to play i don't i Dave, don't really there's know. a whole other game that you should be working on there is there is um i'm excited about that game i just i don't know man life is crazy what is our third star of the week matt dave our third star of the week is an experience that i had today uh, so recently, I've been having some troubles with recording this podcast. 
not troubles in enjoying the show or enjoying talking to you, but troubles in like actually technically recording the podcast. Uh, normally what I do is I record into a program called Audacity, and then I send that over to Mark, and Mark edits it down. But recently, there have been bits where Audacity has been like just eating small like nibbles out of my recording. So it'll just jump between like two seconds or 30 seconds. And so Mark has had to like, like the previous episode of this show, Mark had to edit together and like he he did really tremendous work to make that a usable episode that we didn't have to re-record. And so I've decided, you know what, there's a problem. The problem is coming from my computer. I need to fix it. And you can tell, Dave, that I got desperate to fix it because my first thought was, well, I haven't updated the operating system on my laptop in literally years. Every time I open it up to record this podcast, it says, hey, do you want to update the operating system? And I say, no, you keep those lies away from me. My computer is working just fine. (laughs) System updates will not be denied for too long, Matt. Right. And so I, I was denying them for too long. And eventually I thought, you know... Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the problem. Maybe I need to update my operating system and then update Audacity to work with the operating system so that everything is in sync. And so I updated the operating system and then was immediately confronted with the fact that Audacity has not been updated far enough to work with this new operating system. Oh, no! At all. Like, there is some sort of backdoor thing you can do to make it work. So I was trying to, like... Like hack together like a workaround to make Audacity work, and then I was trying to. Uh, I'm not now. I'm recording on GarageBand, which seems to be working pretty well. I guess we will we will find out how well it works when this episode uh, gets sent over to Mark and goes live. But at at first, when I was doing it, there was an issue where when I was talking into the mic, I was getting like an echo of myself back at me. So if if there's two things that I think I've proven over the course of this podcast is that I can have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And I've also proven in at least one episode that I can have a full conversation with just myself. Yes. But having a conversation with you and having and while myself from a half a second ago is chiming in on everything that we're talking about was just undoable. So I had this moment of like sheer panic where I was texting you and Mark like, Guys, I I screwed up. I screwed up so bad. I operated the operating I updated the operating system and now I just don't have a computer anymore. I can't record it. This the podcast is over. Uh but theoretically, I think it's doing okay. So, that was listen. I'm stuck at home. There's not a lot going on. That's That was one of the big things that happened to me this week. Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? So our fourth star of the week, Matt, is I am playing... I got, got There was a new game. Uh, Square, uh, Square Enix had a gigantic sale, like 85% off. And so I picked up the most recent... It's like a year or two old, I think. Most recent um, Deus Ex game. Deus there Ex was a Deus Ex a year or two ago? Yeah, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. And I, I, I know it sort of slipped by my radar. And Deus Ex uh, is the, it's the latest in a kind of a venerable series of games. And they're always a ton of fun. And so I've been playing this one. And it is also a ton of fun. Here is the only... It's like a cyber... It's very cyberpunky, um, Which I... It's got a very strong... Well, it's very sure. cyberpunky. I already said the thing. Um, so that's a, and you're still you're still waiting for Cyberpunk to come out, so you got to do something to fill the void. Yes, yes, I am. And this is like I said, it's a kind of a venerable, it's a pretty venerable series. It's like the fifth or sixth game I think in the series, and uh, they're always fun. Here's my only problem: is that the protagonist of the game, which is you, Adam Jensen, is he's just like he's so edgy, like he's oh, so yeah. yeah. Like, the look of him is, like, just... It's, like, a very, like, black trench coat. And his hair is, like, slicked back and spiky. And he's got, um... He is, like, a Cyberman. Not, like, a Doctor Who Cyberman. Just, like, a man with cybernetics. And so, here's the thing. This is a very cool thing. Like, he has sunglasses that are just, like, built into the corners of his eyes that can sort of, like, snap open and closed. And, like, that is very neat. Now, when you say snap open and close, Dave, is this a Dwayne Wayne, a different world situation? No, no, no. no. Like this is like, uh, 
No, like if Weapon X had implanted Wolverine with sunglasses as well as claws, that would kind of be like what's going on. That would be very cool. What's going on here. And um, he just, you know, and he, and he talks like this all the time. It's Adam Jensen. And it's just like, man... <laughs> <laughs> like you are such like an a amazing, cool, hardcore name. Yeah, Adam man. Jensen. Um, it's the only thing he has going for him that's like not edgy. Like if his name was like I don't know, Dirk Hard Muscle. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, the point or knife like Flint, sharp blade, <laughs> Flinch Dreadwind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways the most ridiculous name of all this is um i stand by it matt um anyways it's a very good game i don't the sale's not going on anymore but um, i have a good blast playing it and it is you know like you're running around you have cyber limbs and like you, you're shooting guys it's neat um he's just like you just kind of got to ignore it like he's just too he's too edgy um what matt is our fifth star of the week. Dave, our fifth star of the week, and this will be a brief one because we've been talking for a while now, but um, it's another video game thing. Today, specifically today, as we record this, Monday, April 13th, I am in this weird limbo with video games because yesterday in Animal Crossing was Bunny Day, which corresponds with Easter and like it's like the culmination of like this spring seasonal event where you need to like get a bunch of eggs and craft them into various things. It's very low key, but like that ended yesterday. Okay. Tomorrow on Tuesday, April 14th, Fallout 76 finally has its big like oh, content update. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not playing the uh, game anymore, but Wastelanders where like they're adding like a whole new storyline and human NPCs are coming to the game. Like the whole game is radically changing tomorrow. I haven't played Fallout 76 in like four months or whatever, or however long it's been. It's been a while. So like right now I'm in this weird limbo between my Animal Crossing thing ending yesterday and my Fallout thing starting tomorrow. And I'm just sitting around like, what am I going to do with myself? Like I've already <laughs> finished all the Animal Crossing stuff and I can't start the new Fallout stuff. I'm just like wandering around my apartment like what what to do? What to do? What what could I possibly do with my time? <laughs> anyway, it's good that I have a banjo to practice, I guess. Uh that's it for the five stars, folks. We are gonna take a break. We are going to watch episode three, and we will be right back. Welcome back, Dave. I gotta say something that I have forgotten to say for the last two weeks. Kenta, our Red Ranger, Mega Red, he wears a red hoodie underneath his school jacket, right? Yeah, that's, that is correct. That red hoodie, I feel like they got off the shelf from, like, the Cocker Ranger wardrobe. Because it definitely does have, like, the four different patterned squares all set up right next to each other as like different quadrants on the front the exact same way that Sasuke's original shirt did. Wow, Have you really? noticed this? Okay, well now I gotta go take a look at it. Now you gotta go take a look at it. And while you're taking a look at it, take a look at something else. On all of their foreheads is like the Mega Ranger logo. It's like right underneath the like the like black circle on their forehead that shows which piece of technology they're channeling. There's like this little gold emblem, like right above their eyes below that sigil that glows. And it's this like golden M in a rectangle. But Dave, here's what else that logo is almost exactly mm. is that it's the Gmail logo. It's the M on the envelope for the Gmail logo. That's just what it is. And once you see it, you can never unsee it. Well, okay, now listen, I'm not able for whatever reason to look. I can't find any pictures of their helmets right now. And so uh, and so I'm not going to look, and I'm going to do my best to forget that thing before next week. I mean, good luck, man, but it's, it's 100% Gmail. 
They just got Gmail buttons on their forehead between their, like, right above their eyes. All of them do. It's very upsetting. Let's start the show. Episode three. Okay. Now that I've gotten all that stuff off my chest. So, um, it's a very, very good episode. I... <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you next week so for that's it. We're good. the greatest Sorry. show on Earth. Matt, I... Okay, can I... I have to I have to say this out loud so it stops being in my brain. Hey, there I just did is, the thing about Gmail. Go ahead. Yeah, no, there is a very good um, and very funny picture, and it is on the internet, and it is of a uh, serval cat. Do you know what a serval cat is? It's like a big weird cat, right? Yeah, it's like a big weird, it's like a big weird long cat, okay? And like cats, they're very flexible, and there is a picture of a serval cat and it is like it's going up some stairs and it has like all four of its paws are on the ground facing forward but it's like it has twisted its whole body around it looks like a corkscrew okay okay and <laughs> someone has written the caption on this thing and it just says oh ho, ho, what is that i hear behindst me but mayhaps i twimpsed myself around and take a peep for myself which is like very dumb lowbrow internet humor but i really like the word twimpsed <laughs> um and so and it's making a lot of like very strong feature in my notes for this show because like the nezere are just super into twisting they're so twisty apparently the name is like a play on the japanese word for twisting oh okay well that does help anyways so we get uh we open up with this shot and it's of bb who is like the weird little like nightmare before christmas puppet bbdb bbdb and they they they're on the bad guys. The Nezeregier are on like conference call with Lord jo- J- Javo- Javoyas? Javius, I Javius, think. Lord Javius the first. And they're like, listen, we're very sorry that we got our base blown up, but we get it now, and we sort of like we we lost we lost definitely yes, but we lost in a way. That let us learn how to not lose next time. So don't lose faith in us. Like we're def- we're, we are going to win. We're good and we've got it. And not, then not I that think... time, but next time. Totally, we're on top of this, my dude, and my lord. I, I think it's uh, Uganda says, I will turn the world into something worthy of you. And I'm wondering if that is, I feel like that's foreshadowing. Gotta like, turn it all twisty, man. Yeah, like, he's maybe, like, super-duper twisty and, like, can't exist in a world that isn't twisty enough or something? I don't know. Anyways, Lord Jovius... One more time? Javius? Javius. I'm saying Javius until I hear otherwise. Lord Javius out, and they're like, okay, let's begin. And now this is very, very cool. I super dig this. They're like, all right, cool. Everybody got the, the Nezere Magic Circle. So what we're finding is, is that the Nezere are like a techno-magic crowd. Like, yeah, this so, is not pure science. So Uganda goes over to his, like, big keyboard, which now that you, like, I'm sure that when you saw this on a, like, standard definition television in 1998, looked good. Now you can definitely tell it's a bunch of cardboard, like, boxes with, like squares printed on it that he's just pawing at listen dude um Balkan skull definitely had a remote control that were that was made out of lego so oh yeah and they did have a nerf master blaster in a very early episode of power rangers oh i, I forgot about that they did repaint it a little bit with some silver paint listen i'm not saying that this is not better than that i'm just now, saying listen, they you know are, you, you can they, see the seams they are well and fully ahead of their time because this is like if you are, uh, I follow a couple of like prop makers slash like cosplay groups and people on Facebook, and there is a very strong like. Listen, if you want to make your own cosplay like sci-fi gun, you you could, I guess, but like for real, just go buy a Nerf gun, and you can repaint it, and they all just look like sci-fi guns. Like they're very cool. <laughs> the Master Blaster. Less so. Hey, Master Blaster was a good Nerf gun. I had one. It was cool. Uh, anyway, 
So Uganda summons the Nezure Magic Circle by like punching away some buttons. And oh gosh, what's her name? Oh uh, crud. Um Here's the sound of my notes. Crinkle Russell. Crinkle Russell, Crinkle Russell. How long have we been doing this? We would have like some degree of professionalism. Hey man, it's it's the it's episode three. Eventually we just know all the names, and so I don't need to keep going back. And checking all of them all the time. Shib- Shibalena, that's what it is. I remember Shibalena. Shibalena. So Shibalena then pulls out like a little like kind of. It looks like an egg in a tiny stand, and is the DNA of the Nezure Rhino that she places in the center of the Nezure Magic Circle, and then she performs a strange summoning ca- incantation, where she just says. Twisty warpy, twisty warpy a few times. Yeah. Now, speaking of twisting and warping, we see like a weird CGI DNA double helix spring out of the the, the circle, which I think is a a cool visualization of what's happening. It's 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 another view of the fact that they are now experimenting a little more with CGI, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Uh, and they summon, they summon the Pokemon Rhydon is what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a little, like, you know, sharper looking than that. But it's basically the Pokemon Rhydon. It's like a big guy who stands on his, like, back two legs. But it's a walking Rhino Man. And he's got, like, a drill horn on his nose. And now he's going to go make some trouble. Uh, Dr. Hinalar does say, uh, let's see, let's show the Earth how pitiful their digital science is when compared to our evil science. And yes. I like, I really love how just on the nose they are like, no, like, they've got digital science, sure, but our science. Right, we have, we have, <laughs> we have evil science, <laughs> which is far superior. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like when uh, Reckless Dash Ever Exhaust has evil magic. He's like, I gather all the evil magic together. Like, there's evil magic and good magic, and there's evil science and good science. Right, like, they, they are not misled. They are not like, oh, we are the good guys here. You know, like, there, there's nothing like that. These people are evil. They have evil science. They're using it for evil. Now, down on Earth, we go to... Maraboshi High School. Yes, um, and we are reminded immediately that Kenta is a very, very bad student. He says something, he's like, listen, he's like, I, oh man, like I know that this guy, uh, our teacher, like assigned a task, but like I just know I'm going to fail. And they're like, yeah, you're going to fail because you're a big dummy. And he's like, hey, come on, like I was, I was out being like a mega ranger. And they're also like, well... So were we, and we will yeah, also see, do very well. That is the thing, is that he says, I was out being a Mega Ranger, so I had to miss class. I don't, and like, I don't know if there is an adventure that we missed somewhere, or if he is just lying to them. Well, maybe he's, he was like patrolling or something. Anyways, they say, like, listen, you are a big dumb idiot, but we will help you. Smash cut to their clubhouse in the high school, and they're like, "Welcome to the Digital Research Club." And Kent is like, "This is dumb and sucks, and I don't know anything about this, and I don't like it." Also, there's some great wood paneling on the on the walls. And just like remember, remember wood paneling, Matt. Remember when that was like a real thing? Oh yeah, dude, I loved wood paneling. We had some wood paneling up in our basement. It looked great. Yeah, yeah, it gives it a warm, cozy feel. Anyways. So they're, so they're, they're like in the, they're in the they're in the digital this research is, club. This is incredible. I and I think this just I think I don't know if they meant to do this, but in my mind, this is going what we're about to tell you is really going to show like how exceptional the Rangers really are. Because what they do is they say, like, listen, no problem. We can already know what's going to be on the test. And Kent is like, how in the world could you possibly know that? And they say, well, they basically use machine learning to algorithmically predict the text. They're like, we fed in all of his old tests. And now we just kind of like extrapolate from there what's going to be on the new test. 
and they just like print it out and give it to him. They're like, here are all the questions on the test. Right. Like, like you should be fine. Yeah. Like just study this and figure out the, the answers. And then on the day of the test, you can just do this. And Kenta stands up and runs over to the computer and they're like, we thought you hated computers. And he hugs the computer. He's like, no, I love computers now. They are incredible. <laughs> um, as, so as, as he is doing this, he gets a a, a, a beacon, an alert from uh, Dr. Kubota yep. up in space, up on the mega ship. And Dr. Kubota says like, hey, how y'all doing down there? Remember, it's me. I'm in the episode now. Yeah. Uh, they're like, okay, Dr. Kubota, uh, what's, what's happening? Why did you need to check in? He's like, listen, I have discovered through research what the Nejere want. And they're like, okay, what do they want? And he says, they want to cause chaos and destruction. Yeah. And, and Kenta like looks down at his communicator watch, his digitizer. is like, for the life like, of me, Matt, I cannot tell if he's being sarcastic or genuine here. I, I feel like he's got to be sarcastic because he looks down at his digitizer. He's like, will that take your whole day to figure out? <laughs> like, come on. Yes, of course. Chaos, destruction. These are the bad guys. You have not solved anything for us. What are you doing up there? So the next thing that Dr. Kavoto tells him, he says, listen, you guys are going to be more powerful. Like, it's part of your Mega Ranger suits. You will be more powerful if you're working together. So, like, the power of five is literally, like, hardwired in. Yes. Uh, into their suits. Also, there's a very weird, like... They're talking to Dr. Kubota via, like, their their messengers, like, their digitizers, I guess. But they're also, like, definitely talking into the actual camera that is filming them in the episode. Like, they don't go so far as to, like, knock on it to talk to him. But they are very definitely, like, talking into the camera as though they're Dr. Kubota, but there is no camera. Right. There is not, there is no, like, at least there is no screen on the digitizers. I don't. Yeah, it's it is odd to sort of conceptualize how they are communicating here. Uh, they get him to commit to buying them some more fancy lunches, and then he sort of hangs up on them before it gets too out of hand. While they are arguing about the fancy lunches that Doctor Kubota will buy them, Shun, the Blue Ranger, like stands up, takes off his digitizer, tosses it to uh, oh uh, Mega Black. What's his name? Kuichiru. Kuichiru. Tosses it to Kuichiru and was like, hey, um, I'm out. Like, I'm done with this. You guys have fun. I have, like, real life stuff to do. I will see you all, I don't know, probably never. And then just walks out. Yeah, this is... Okay, I'll actually, let me loop back to this point in a second. Um, This is... I, I dig Shun. I think he's a very interesting character. He is also, like, a huge departure. So far, at least as a blue ranger like he is very abnormal i i think what's interesting is that shun really feels more like a black ranger and kuichiru feels more like a blue ranger he's like super they're very, does. they're very flipped yeah uh their power sets are a little more like like the fact that kuichiru is like really strong that yeah. is a little more black rangery well and also that like uh shun is like the big smarty pants is very much a blue ranger thing so there are definitely aspects of them that fall in line with previous uh yeah but their their attitudes are very weird and flipped anyways um so kent just sort of like runs after him and he's like hey like what are you talking about like i thought we were friends like this is mega ranger and shun's like listen dude um i've kind of got my whole life planned out i kind of know whatever i know what i want to do this isn't really it 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 is all planned out with the precision of a computer program yeah he's like do not have time for this you you are a waste of my time yeah and then kenjo is furious because he's very passionate and they sort of get into it a little bit and then um shun just leaves and the other rangers like roll up and 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 kind of stop him and we go from there quickly to the um nezeregia base and something terrible is happening to BBDB. And I was very excited. I was hoping maybe he's like getting dismantled. Like tortured to death. And we never see him Tortured to death. Which I think would be cool. And the uh, Shibalena and Uganda are like, well, I don't even really know what Dr. Hinalar is doing. But like Rhino Nezere, you kind of get going. Yeah. So Rhino Nezere is sent down to Earth. We cut down 
to the Shun is gone. It's the other four who are standing around. And yep. uh uh Miko, right? Pink Ranger? Yes, Miku. Miku is like, listen, and I, I I get the feeling that Miku is like better friends with Shun than other people because she is the one who's standing up for him. And she's like, listen. I don't know what he said, but here's what he probably meant. Like, Shun is really into computer graphics. Yes. Like, he's very good at it. He's good at it. It's his dream. And, like, and if he wins this next computer graphics contest, then he gets to go study in America. And that's, like, the next big part of his plan for his life. So he's probably not saying, like, we're a waste of his time. What he probably meant to have said was that he can't afford to get sidetracked because his life plans are too important. So, it, yeah. like, don't take it personally. That's just, like, he's not good with people. That's This is what he meant. Yeah. And he also, just... But also the weird thing is that, like, in 1998, if you live in Japan, does going yeah. to America to study computers, like, sound like an upgrade? It does I not particularly... In, like, like, I review... I remember being in America in 1998 and having the understanding that all computer stuff was better in Japan. Particularly, like, okay, I don't really know about computer stuff writ large, but particularly, like, video games and, like, 3D CG video, because, like, that's what he's doing specifically is, like, video games, it seems. I'm pretty sure the design that he's working on when we see him working on this design is, like, a mad cat from Battletech. That's what it looks like. Yeah, so like... I mean, who yeah, knows? The, maybe, I, maybe he's not designing it for a video game. Maybe he's just designing robots. <laughs> oh, no, 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 because we know it's for computer no, graphics. No, we know it's graphics. So anyways, yeah, I, I, it does seem very weird that in 1997, if you want to be working on video games, that you would be trying to leave Japan and come to America. Here's the other thing I did think about. Shun is like clearly the kind of smartest of them. And he's like, I just do not have time to be a superhero to save the world from destruction because I'm working on my computer graphics. They're like, Shun, even if you're not particular, like, even if you would rather be working on your computer graphics, can we not realize that if the world ends, there will not be computers to do graphics on, my friend? Like, let's, like, I see where you're coming from to a degree, but, like, let's prioritize. Dave, so listen, anyways, I mean, listen, if your life is planned out with the precision of a computer program, you cannot let something like the end of the world get between you and winning a contest. Well, I guess computer programs are powerful and efficient, but not terribly flexible. So, uh, maybe that is maybe after than we were thinking. So, anyway, so they show up at this thing, and Miku has sort of explained this. And Kenta's like, oh, he has a dream. Like, this is the language that I understand. Like, I don't understand precision or math, but dreams and like a heart for something. This makes sense to me, Kenta the Red Ranger. Yes. He's like, people should have friends, but they should also have dreams. So, okay. Like, I I have a soft spot for this. We, I can make this work. Uh, so, as... <laughs> As they are talking about this, there is a... Well, it's not an earthquake. It is It is Rhino Negere coming down to attack. And he, like... Like, Rhino Negere busts through the wall with a couple of the... Uh, Dave, what are their names again? The putties? Oh, um, I don't remember. I just called them the putties in my notes. Sorry. Ah, I, I also had them written down as putties because I remembered in... The previous episodes, you reminded me what they were called. I think it's like a Kure Kure or a Dure Dure, something like that. Well, I'll, I'll look them up again before next episode. But the the, the mooks, the minions, the goopers. Yeah. Uh, he comes in with some of those. And the building is starting to shake. And Kenta is like, oh no. Like, <laughs> I've got to go save Shun. I've got to go protect his dreams. His dreams are in that building with the computer graphics. Yeah. Like, I, I can't let him die and let his dreams die with him. I need to go save him. So the other three all transform and just have like a regular sort of nothing yeah, fight is. down here. I will say, Matt, they they do a very they do a very cool henshin. They do like a flip and then mid flip they henshin. And that sort of uh, that we normally don't see that till like later in the season. 
that like very adept, like super quick, like, oh, I'm just going to sort of hench it on the fly. I was impressed. Oh, Dave, that, that is not the only upgrade to the henshin sequence that we are going to get this episode. But we will get back to that. We will definitely get back to that. So uh, Kenta sort of runs up and Shun is like working on his thing and he has hit the save button. But it's like a large file, I guess, and it takes a long time to save. Well, also, and it's Kenta- 1997, so he is saving right. it to a three and a half inch <laughs> floppy disk. And so Kenta's like, hey, dude, we've got to go. Like, there are monsters. And Shun is like, all right, cool, I get that. I am saving right now. And so if we leave right now, like, all my work will be for nothing. So. And Kenta's like, I like, see. we do need to wait. I see. If we leave now, your dream is shattered. And he just like, does not say anything about that, but in my mind, he's like, sure, moron, like, whatever helps you get there, but do know that I'm not leaving this computer until it's saved. And so Kenta, okay, I love Kenta very dearly. Kenta's a huge idiot, because in the last two episodes, he seems to forget that he can turn into a superhero. Yeah, um, it is clearly not in like the forefront of of his mind. So like the 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 putties are rolling up on him, and he turns around and he takes off his jacket, and he's like, "You cannot come in here." I, hold on, I, I I wrote some of this stuff down. Uh, I won't let you destroy his dreams. <laughs> uh, his dreams, all his dreams are in there. I won't let you destroy his dreams, and so he just starts like swinging his jacket at them and kind of like rush tackling these things to try to stop them from getting in because he's trying to make time for Shun to save his work. He actually does a pretty decent job. Yeah, he's got a lot of heart, man. I feel like he is starting off with the sort of like fighting heart that we saw the Car Rangers have in the last episode. (laughs) Oh, jeez, man. No, seriously, though. Because, like, in the last episode of Car Ranger, remember, we got really moved when they, sort of outside the ability to transform, rushed in and tried to fight. Like, they weren't good at fighting, but they knew they had to do it anyway. It's like Kenta is doing that now, except instead of not being able to transform, he's not able to remember that he can transform. Which, you know, again, kind of an idiot. But. Yeah, right. Like he's like he's he's operating like ninety percent on heart. So um, we go back to the fight. Miku Mega Pink drops some like very pro wrestler moves. I don't know if you noticed that, Matt. Um, that's really all we see. And then we pick back, pick back up. Uh, Shun finishes up his save. Kenta has defeat actually defeated the potties, but now Rhino Nejire is there, and he tries to fight him. That does not go well at all. Yeah, but before he is able to be, like, fully squished, Shun runs over and, like, shoves Rhino Nezere to get him off of Kenta, which he does successfully, but they both sort of get jostled, and he drops his disc, and it just, like, breaks open in a way that a three-and-a-half-inch floppy disc would never do. Yeah, those things, uh, I do miss them. I do miss them. They had multi, they're dead tiny uses. You could use them as a coaster. You could use them as like an improvised personal defense device. <laughs> uh, they, you know. Anyways. So the, the disc drops. They, they both kind of stop to look at it, but there's no time to run over and grab it. So they, they're like, they flip over a coffee table to get it between them and the monster. And they just run out the door and run down the stairs. Yeah. As they get down the stairs and they're getting towards the front door of the building, Kenta like stops, like stops dead in his tracks. And Shun turns around and is like, dude, what, what's, what's going on? And Kenta looks at him like with this, like such earnestness. He's like, I'm sorry that I could not protect your dream. And Shun, to his credit, like Shun at this moment is like, okay, like, like this guy is an idiot, but he's a good guy and he genuinely cares about me. And I need to like, like this is my friend and I've been blowing him off. Even if I didn't recognize that we were friends before this moment, like, like we now. are, and I need to like be there for him. And he's right. like, listen, I can always dream something new, but you can never get your friends back when you lose them. Love it. And you That's have, excellent. And you have taught me that sometimes extraneous that sometimes in life, extraneous elements, unlike in programming, are needed. Love it. 
So that is good. a callback to a specific line that he had. We didn't mention the line before, but he does say that. Yeah. So Anyways. Like, it's, man, like this show is really delivering on the promise of being, of giving me those like high school themed anime vibes mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that like I did not necessarily anticipate it following through on, but it's totally doing. Very good. Anyway, so yeah. they, they get down to the front door and they run outside. So... Um, we get there and then Shun also relevantly is like, all right, man, like, give me back my digitizer. So he's back in, uh, they digitize. Dave, I do love this. Yeah. They, they, they got a new henshin sequence. Oh, they did. That's right. Go ahead. In the new henshin sequence, there are some words that flash past them. Words written in English. Dave, would you like to hear what those lines are? Well, I didn't write them down, so please. Oh, I did. Now, th- these are all separate lines. None of them are connected. Unless they're all connected, and it's a poem that I don't understand. <laughs> also, the last line of it was difficult to read, so I haven't written it down. Anyway, here we go. <clears throat> Tighten up, reality gangster. Stigma through idiot hearing. Keep frustration clear. Patience, open ahead. Getting away with it, lead. Some distant memory drove. Get the message. In discipline, all remain. Wish double editorial cover. Under stress influence, primal truth. Wow, man. Yeah, dude. Listen, those reality gangsters gotta tighten up. I think that's the best one. They should have finished with, they either should have stopped after that or finished with Reality Gangsters Tighten Up. Well, I mean, honestly, when, when they were doing this show, they could not have imagined that people were going to like freeze frame to write it all down, especially because it was English written on a screen in a Japanese show. So like, maybe they were anticipating that no one was going to be able to get through Tighten Up Reality Gangster into the rest of the stuff. Because yeah, that is 100% the best. <laughs> Although, um, again, weirdly, because this eventually became a Power Rangers, uh, like, Tighten Up Reality Gangster is sort of like a famous joke thing about Power Rangers in space. Oh, is it? I had no idea. Yeah, because, like, you know, anybody watching that show as Power Rangers can read the English that's on the screen very immediately without having <laughs> to, like, stop and translate it. <laughs> Anyway, and I, I think that is sort of how the like the henshin sequence is going to look for the rest of it. And I'm looking forward to maybe eventually finally reading that last line. So anyways, um, I do love seeing like this very, very old cutting edge technology. So that's cool. Um, so now they're all henshin. The fight still is actually going very poorly for the rangers. Um, Rhino Nezere is, is kind of taking them to town. And then Shun has the idea because his, his like horn is like a big drill thing. And Shun has the idea, he's like, dude, we got to fight drills with drills. You know, like the, fam- the- like the famous saying. Right. If you got to fight, you got to have a drill to fight a drill. So he's like, get out your drill saber. So they go. And it actually doesn't go well for Shun at, or, uh, for Kenta at first. And then Shun is like, Red, you've got to increase your spinning power. So what they do is this very fun sort of like spinny fastball special sort of thing. Like Kenta jumps back plants on Shun, who sort of like pushes him forward while twisting. It's a very um, Hadouken style look. And then he, so like then Mega Red is spinning and then the Drill Saber is also spinning. And that is, that's enough spinning. Right, now that he's got- That is a sufficient amount of spinning. Now that he's got more spinning and his spinning is better than the Rhinoceros spinning, then, then Kenta's spinning works. Yeah. So he beats them with that spinning, and then he follows through with the saber slash to defeat him. He goes over, like, he and Shun do, it like, a cool high five, and then Shun, like, pulls away on the second half of the high five to sort of leave Kenta hanging, because Shun is like, we're friends now, but I'm still a dick. <laughs> uh, and then, now that the uh, Nezure, or not Rhinoceros, Nezure is dead... Dr. Hinalar appears. Just looking 
just looking dope as hell. Like, yeah. he looks rad. He's got a very good entrance. Again, He's, th- this show is moving more quickly than other shows because they are meeting the dude in episode three, where I feel like that does not happen in a lot of shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, again, I think, obviously, Hinalar is not going to prove to be oh, like, sure. a big, big guy. Um, But he says... He's got a very good entrance, and then he's just like, I'll show you the real power of our evil science. And now we get the worst possible news from this episode, which is that BBDB, far from being destroyed and not in the show anymore, is the mechanism by which the monsters become giant. Yes, he, um, he, is, la... he is the enlarging grenade. He is the Acha slash Kocha. Thank you, Acha and Kocha. I couldn't remember the names. I, I still don't know which one was which, but those were the guys. Um, I'm pretty sure Kocha was the little one. Sure, man. Probably. Who knows? Uh, so he, BBDB hops over, injects Rhino Nejere with a gigantovirus, and then he grows. Dr. Hinalar tells him to twist them all to death. Again, I think it's supposed to, I think grisly. maybe the idea... Is that it's like a computer virus? Oh, it's got to be. a Like, based on the rest of this show, it has to be a computer virus. Like, everything else in this show is computer. It would be crazy if this was a non-computer virus. So he grows with his computer, you know, a computer virus that makes his DNA giant. Uh, Dr. Kabuta calls down is like, listen, uh, you got to fight that dude with Galaxy Mega. We get, okay. In every show, the the monsters are always very patient to allow the uh, the the Sentai to form their giant robot. In this case, they are really going above and beyond because what has to happen, if you will recall, Galaxy Mega is a transformed version of a ship that is in space. Yeah. So it takes like a minute for it to. Okay, so there's a fan full of things that this means that I was thinking about. I do. Okay, I like the idea that it's the base and then it also transforms into the giant robot. It does concern me that the Mega Ranger's entire support staff is always on the ship at the time. It certainly means there are higher stakes to the whole thing. Yeah, like Steve in engineering is just trying to get a cup of coffee and all of a sudden has to go into like a mega lockdown because Mega Base is about to become Galaxy (laughs) Mega and he's just like in a tow somewhere. So the, the Mega Rangers have to fly up into space, get into the Mega Ship, transform the Mega Ship into Galaxy Mega, and then... Go through, like, atmospheric re-entry <laughs> to land back in Japan where this monster has been waiting for them, just standing around. Uh, and it just lands and stands there for a minute. Yeah. Oh, they do have, um, the Galaxy Mega has, like, a really big shield that, like, as they're doing uh, re-entry, he sort of sticks out in front of him to act like a heat shield. It looks, it's very neat. It's extremely cool. Another thing that is extremely cool is when Galaxy Mega lands, it does not land, like, facing Rhino Nejere. It's sort of, like, turned at a 90-degree angle. It lands, and it stands there for a second, and then it does, like, a slow turn to the right to stare at him before the fight starts. And, I don't know, I thought it was extremely cool. Like, it's kind of a nothing moment, but just like the like the slow turn, like, oh, right, you. Now it's time for me to kill you with my giant sword the side of a building. It was very good. Yeah, man, Galaxy Mega is also very boss. Um, the fight is not, it's a pretty straightforward fight. We get some very, like, um, Galaxy Mega does a great, like, sort of, like, walk-by slash that I would think of as like a, it's like a very samurai move, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of like a sidestep and a slash, and then he sort of turns around and does the same thing. Uh, so that's great. And then they just do like their big sword move, and then that's that's pretty much it. So uh, that's the big that's sword the move is called Mega Flying Cutter. Yeah. Just, you know, in case anyone's taking notes. <laughs> not, not the best name. Definitely eh. not the best name. So they go back to school. And uh, Shun is number one again. He's got the best score on the test. Sorry, we're back to the test now. He, Shun has got the number one score on the test. He's great. Miku is like number 45 or something. And then Kenta, huge surprise, is last. 
And the thing that blew my mind 104 in the class. Yeah, the thing that blew my mind about this as a teacher is that, A, their class is only 104 people large. It's very small for, like, what is, I think, a public high school. And then also that they just publish everybody's scores. There's just, like, a big poster. And it's just like, here's what everyone got. It seems very cruel. Although I think that I feel like I have seen that in other, like, high school anime things. Like, I think that is just sort of, like, how schools in Japan rolled in the 90s. Man, maybe. Anyway, I wonder if they're still doing it. I don't know. I haven't been to school in Japan ever. Uh, anyway, so they're they're doing that. And they roll outside, and Kenta is just sort of, like, hanging out by himself, like, chilling by the door. And they're like, dude, Kenta, we gave you the entire test. How did you fail that badly? And Kenta, because he's a dope... Is like, oh, well, you only gave me the questions. I, did, I still didn't know any of the answers. Like, <laughs> that was only, like, partially useful. And then Shun just looks at him and was like, you know what? Forget all of the character growth that has happened this episode. You and I are not friends. I could never be friends with someone as stupid as you. I am done again. And it's just like this end of episode squabbling that ends with uh, Miku just punching them both out at the same time. Yeah, I think she is also surprised by the fact that she is able to do that. I don't know, maybe she's got super strength from Could be. being well, a Mega Ranger? I don't know. She's, like I said, she's got some very pro-wrestler moves. Um, okay, so... So that's, the, that's it for the episode, Dave, but it's not it for our episode, because first we need to figure out where this monster goes in the, the uh, Creature Royale. So, uh, yes. Again, he's an opener monster. He's probably not going to be high... Um, he's got a very cool look. I will give him that. Okay, so like here's, he... here's, here's where I want to start, Dave. And this is actually sort of our starting spot from last week, too. Uh, but it's just because it's such a clear um, correlation. Bara Drill was like an early monster that had a drill face. He Th- did definitely have a drill face. Uh, this is an early monster that has a drill face. Is he better or worse than Bara Drill? I think he is better than Barra Drill. Okay. Uh, largely on the strength of looking cooler. That's pretty, I mean, like, that's pretty much what Rhino Nezere has. Like, he fights, he, he doesn't do super well. He, you know, he goes out like a chump once he's in giant form. So. Okay, well, now that I'm looking at it, Dave, I realize that, uh, okay, so, oh, so you think he's better than Barra Drill? I think he's better than Barra Drill, yeah. Okay. Do you think he's better than Jet Fighter Dimension? Ooh. You know what? Yeah, I think I'm going to say he's better than Jet Fighter Dimension. Okay, now above Jet Fighter Dimension, there is a monster who must have been a Car Ranger monster because it starts with uh, a two-letter prefix, O-O-Opa. And Dave, in, in the parenthetical description after the name, you have written the words Naked Laser. Can you tell yeah. me who this person is and why they are the naked laser? So Oopa is he is a like a uh, bath, a Japanese bath octopus monster. Oh, and he has like a robe on right. and then he takes his robe off and he sort of like blasts blasts you with he's got a laser gun, so he's naked and he has a laser is what's going on there. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um that's certainly more upsetting than our boy this week. Yeah. But probably um, also more notable. Yeah, definitely more notable. Um, I mean, I had to look him up, but that's only because his name is weird, right? Like, he's definitely not as good as no, as cool as Noparabaro. No, who is Immortal, Immortal Frankenstein yeah. from Cocker Ranger. So I would say, I would say he's... Maybe between Jet Fighter Dimension and Oopa. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. That's probably fair, sure. Again, they, these are going pretty low on the list, but it's early days. Early monsters seldom go high on the list, except yeah, for Die Ranger, weirdly. But Die Ranger had great monsters kind of the whole way through. I wonder why that was. Maybe I, I should I should come yeah. up with a theory about hmm. that. I don't know. I don't think about it. Well, you know, I feel like in Die Ranger, the monster was almost always a character. Like, it was almost never just monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is... 
Yeah, that's true. I think that sort of set us up. I think that's actually probably why a lot of the Die Ranger monsters are like are are very, very high on this list. Yeah. Okay, so then that day that is going to do it for another episode of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I would like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on there, or better yet, just tell a friend that this is a show that they might like to listen to. That would be swell of you. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To find any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Dave.